It's June 17th, 2018, and Purge is everyone's Dota dad. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow Reborn, a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. Apparently every fortnight, because we had two fortnightly accidents in a row. We did, we did. Because we're all about the fortnight. Guys? I'm uh, happy to announce that we are stopping Bottle Crow. Um... Actually, you know what? I think we wouldn't have to. We could, we, well, okay, we'd have to change it to like a bottle raven. Cause there totally are like potions in bottles in Fortnite. That's true. And then there's a skin called the raven. There, there's skins? Interesting. I've played like one uh-huh. game, two, two or three games of Fortnite with my little brother this past week, I think. I played, uh, I probably played like 10 or 12 games of Fortnite because my friends were really into it and it was sort of like oh they're playing I'll play with them and I always had this nagging feeling and one day I was like oh, I think I figured out the source of the nagging feeling I don't like this game and yep. I stopped playing <laughs> I think that's about double the amount of games I've played hey this yeah. is Bottle Crow a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about Dota 2 on a podcast and I'm Nixies so you want to talk about some Dota let's talk about Dota well, first, you know, let's uh, let's get our. We don't have a birthday this week, actually. You know, I'm on Liquipedia. I might as well check. I, I didn't see anything earlier. Do we have a good birthday? Uh, I, it's, it's fucking Malk's birthday. All right, happy, happy birthday, birthday Malk. to Malk. He's uh, he turns 32 today. What? Wow. You're shitting yeah. me. Look at this fucking face. Look at this guy's face. Look at Malk's face and tell me that's not a. Strapping young, like fifteen-year-old boy, fifteen-year-old Danish boy. He's hiding the wrinkles well. God, he's hiding everything well. That is incredible. Except for perhaps his emotion, because he usually looks pretty disdainful. That's true. That's where the age comes in. And uh, you know, happy happy birthday! I was gonna say happy Father's Day to you know Purge. He's mm-hmm. the the Dota dad of everybody as well as his dog Tango. Uh, fear. An actual dad, um, Draskal, a, a dad in all of our hearts, because he looks, he has the opposite of Malik syndrome. He looks very mm-hmm. well-aged. Yeah. And uh, Toby, who will never be a father. Oh, shit. <laughs> it I just felt like randomly being an asshole, I guess. I don't know why. <laughs> if, if somehow this makes it way back to Toby, I'm sorry. I don't know why. Like, sometimes I pick on you for a reason. Because I have some objections, but like that time, I really didn't. I just, I was just randomly an asshole. I feel like there's got to be a really good YouTube clip of like Thomas. Holy shit! I was going to make a Thomas the Tank Engine joke because, but that's Thomas. Wait, no, there's a train called Toby and Thomas the Tank Engine, right? I'm not going crazy. Toby Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm a few years younger. I have more likely chance of remembering Toby the Tram Engine. He's a tram, a fucking tram, in my tank engine show. I mean, it's not all tank engines. There's the there's the fat comptroller, which, by the way, that's actually his name. The fat comptroller. I think it's just con- it's it's com com. Is it controller? It might be comptroller. It's something like that. That's the like money people. Uh, Thomas, the tank engine. Com- okay, it's just fat controller. Controller. Okay. I was gonna say controller. Yes, his... Nobody actually knows what they do. So, Sir Topham yeah, his... Hat, the Fat Controller. It... Yeah, he's usually just referred to as as the Fat Controller. Okay, though sometimes he's, he's referred to. He's even worse yeah. than the anthropomor- anthropomorphic faces on trains that we see. So, from what I've what I know of Thomas the Tank Engine, which is from seeing my nephew uh, experience some Thomas content, mm-hmm. um, he seems like a real piece of shit. Is Thomas stuff still coming out? I don't know, but... Is this like an IP they still use? Cause, my I mean, sister certainly has a taste for the classics. Listen, I don't know. True. She's shown them, you know, the good stuff. Well-raised, well-reared children. All Gundam Wing, know. you know, all the good shit. <laughs> yeah. Gundam Wing's great. Mm-hmm. You, you take back that scoff. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never seen any of your Gundam. Uh, well, anyway... uh. So, Nick, we've got recalibration has finally has finally arrived. Yeah, finally. You know, people were just just really clamoring, and Valve gave them what they wanted. They've changed a lot. 
have you have you fully recalibrated or just partially now? I am a, a crusader. I am a fellow garbage crusader. Mm, nice. Congratulations. Because I think out of all the people I've known, I ended last season with the highest MMR spread that I know. So my solo was like 3.9k right at the end. I got ancient. That was cool. Uh, my solo was 3.9k from like the little bit of solo queue I started doing at the end. And my party got down to 1.8k. I am, I had 2.1k in between my two MMRs. Don't quite know how. It's a pretty good spread. Yeah. But so I've calibrated party because I mostly play party games ever. And I calibrated Crusader too. So, there you go. I've been humbled. Um, well, I mean, it's also not entirely your fault because there's a new system for for calibration. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Now I know why you wanted to talk about this. Um. So now, uh, recalibration is not based on. So it used to be like there was some some criteria outside of whether that you want to lose the game based on like hero damage or kills or wards or healing done. All these, you know, GPM, all these things were calculated and were part of calibration, right? And this, for there, there have been times where this has led to problems, right? Like when Oracle first came out and people were getting ridiculous calibration because they would just spam the heal. Yep. Um, and then that was fixed. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. Um, so this time, none of that's being considered. All that matters is whether you won or lost the game. Which on its own is fine. That's how the regular RMMR system works. However, they changed it. They like cranked up the knob to 11, especially at the beginning, so that you swung just wildly. Like an entire rank of MMR. A, like metal thing. Whatever whatever that yeah. is. A, sh- a lot of MMR. Like people changed a shit ton. Not even like going too poorly in their win rate in those 10 games. And I think that's so, like the main issue because they changed stuff at the beginning. They said like, "Oh, we made it too overly sensitive, so we've fixed its oversensitivity that we accidentally had." Sure, well, I don't know whether or not that's true, but it's yeah. I don't know if I think it's just oversensitivity. I think it's just sort of across the board a step backwards. I think it's a combination, like, like um, you know, our normal MMR. It's almost always plus minus 25, but there are like situations in games in which you get different amounts of MMR. It mostly depends, you know, these fucking team challenge tokens aside, because we've gained lots of like five MMR matches. <laughs> we've had lots of those recently. Uh, but uh, like that, that's fine, I feel like, for every game. But like to calibrate. To, to recalibrate specifically, I think it's not as big a deal to have that kind of metric. Regular calibration, yeah, like a huge deal. I I sincerely hope they don't just randomly do this 10-game shit, you know, blind to everything else that happens. But if you've played a lot of games, hmm. You have to be playing enough solo queue or, you know, whatever MMR to kind of have, like, settled, I guess. Or, like... Hmm. To have a low standard deviation over like a month or so. And then I feel like this is fine if it's just like, okay, instead of plus minus 25, you're going to be plus minus 50 or something. Like, I feel like that's okay. It's it's okay, though. Definitely. Yeah. It's not what I guess this is supposed to be, which is like, oh, you know, recalibrate. If you're at the wrong MMR, then we're going to bump you up or, or down, you know? Mm-hmm. So for the people who are really, like, misplaced, that's going to be a big issue. Just, like, win-loss is going to be a big step backwards. And, I, yeah, I guess, so it kind of cuts two different ways for me. Like, okay, for me personally, this will probably end up with giving me higher MMR than it would than I would normally. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think... Um, well, okay, there's the part that I know, and there's the part that I think. The part that I know is that if you look at the numbers as far as, like, especially things like kills or GPM, I look like a pretty bad player. <laughs> yeah. I have never been very efficient in my play. 
Um, what I feel like I am good at is like map awareness and self-sacrifice and knowing the right play to help out my carry and not hesitating, right? Mm-hmm. And those are things that are very hard to quantify with the metrics we have right now. So in that sense, like by the numbers that they had previously been using, I look like a worse player than I am because I do stuff like, like there's no number for like the game. I remember a a game that we played where it all came down to one last fight Mm -hmm. and I like perfectly swapped out your Slark (laughs) to save you and then like did a stun to like keep them off you and then like, you know, sacrifice myself and like, by the numbers, it wasn't that incredible a play. Yeah. But everything worked out just right with positioning and timing that it, the, between that and, and your frankly really amazing play, um, oh, we turned this, the game around. This swap was like, this was a long ass game. This wasn't, yeah, like the past two weeks, I, I think. This was mm-hmm. a, a great, uh, great swap. I had no buyback or something. I was a slurk with like a few HP. There was a slaughter on my tail. It was, it was a glorious swap. And you know, it's like I like it's just one of those plays where it it shows off the gulf between like effect and statistics. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, like, the did they give us a reason they're doing this? I don't think they did. I think Wickham no. kind of, like announced it. Yeah, no, oh, I, it was I actually heard no Jeff reason. Hill. Like for like Valve employee Jeff Hill was just like on Reddit and said, "Oh yeah, you just it's just one losses." Mm-hmm. That's how we found out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Valve isn't really one for explaining their logic yeah. for things very often. Yeah. Um, so it may be better for me, but I think it's overall worse for the player base. And also, I mean, it's worse for supports, generally speaking, is I guess is the other thing. Because yeah, it's... supports have so little effect on win or loss a lot of the time. Yeah, it's like uh, there's some games in which you can't do anything. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the frustrating part. Like, yeah, I, I just like changed my mind talking about this. I think it's stupid that it, they did this because I was just thinking about like, oh, you know, you said there's no real way to like track. Well, you said that, you know, they, their old system even supposedly didn't track, you know, the less tangible things. Think about mm-hmm. how many of those fucking, what are they called? Relics we have now. Like my Oracle and my CK, I have every relic and it senses like the CK one, it senses, you know, things purged with reality rift or like damage dodged with reality mm. rift. Uh, Oracle has magic blocked by whatever my W is. I feel how to know the name. Uh, and then it has like allies saved with false promise and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And or like, you know, like, like low HP graves with dazzle and stuff. Yeah. It's, and I mean, they could just count like, okay, did, did you heal input, you know, is that greater than or equal to the damage dealt? And is that amount still greater than their HP? Did you, you know, is the person alive at the end of your ult or not? I assume mm-hmm. they have something smarter than that for the relics, but maybe I actually shouldn't assume that. I just feel like with all these trackers in the game, there's, you could easily just do a bunch of work. You know, it's hard because it might you can probably do it in a non-hero specific way, but you have to have like a support team that would like take a look at these metrics and try to tune them to accurately detect shit like an amazing swap, right? If a carry mm-hmm. is in the vicinity with low HP and then you do things that zone away an enemy just right, like, okay, then say, hey, this person made a skillful play, even though they lost. I feel like that's definitely doable. <laughs> they have like the framework in there with the relics and stuff, the more esoteric relics i guess mm-hmm. yeah if, if you hadn't brought up the relics i would have i would have said that that seemed like a really ridiculously hard task but as you yeah, say they've already kind thinking. of got the system in place mm-hmm. hmm. it's a it's one of those cases like it's you know up to the will of the the <laughs> the the gods like it's up to the, the you know whatever their impartial will is do they feel like doing this will they grant this upon us no this time they're just you know let me know what happens at the end of the game, and we'll give you your change of number. But even if even if you're gonna like say like okay, they're not gonna do the extra work. I still like there's still like there's still tangible benefit to the old system, right? Like yeah, I don't understand a, a carry with a good creep like a high creep score is mm-hmm. probably better than a carry with a low creep score. That's just that's just sort of how it is. Like that, some yeah, the, I mean, a lot of these numbers really yeah. matter. I don't know. Do they? Th- 
What do you think? Do they think it was too hard? Because, like, in a vacuum, it's hard to tell. Should I give the he, the player with, like, higher average CS on carries throughout their 10 games? Or just higher average CS? Like, do I give them a higher MMR than the people who have lower CS? You can't really do that because Dota's, you know, complicated game. Very deep. I, I mean, know. if I was going to be, like, I'm I'm fairly down on Valve right now, right? <laughs> I think that's that's a bit of an understatement. Um, so if I was to be a little pessimistic about this, what I would say is the current system is work for them to balance. And they were like, hey, this simple system, you win, you go up, you lose, you go down. Fucking yeah. we can just set that up and then leave it alone. And <laughs> I forget mean, about it. The thing it. is they have the data. I hope somebody at least like fucking throw this into MATLAB or Excel and see like with this their old system – how people actually settle out if they do settle out like once they recalibrate do they normally go back to where they were like are these indicators actually indicative of skill mm. are they, you know is x combination of things indicative of skill maybe yeah. it just like none of it was working i mm. don't know it's hard to know but it does seem pretty unwise to just say ah fuck it we'll just like crank up your mmr number your MMR change per match. I will say one of the things they said that they they calculated before, which I didn't know, was hero choice. And that seems like a really tricky proposition hmm. to try and keep your finger on the meta like that. Yeah. I mean, like, at the lowest level, like, did you pick a support? That, that can legitimately be indicative of, like, a skill, right? But also, like, what is a support? Like, there have been times yeah. when some heroes, like, I, you know, like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a bristleback support, but there was that tiny window when Sven was a support, right? <laughs> like, weird shit happens, and it just, it seems like keeping your your finger on the meta uh, has never been the strong suit of Valve's development. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean... I I don't want to criticize that too much because like even Dota buff can detect when somebody plays like a certain position, right? That's true. That's true. So, uh, like uh, making an actual decision, like if you know people analysts were to talk about it, yeah, like you can't just program a thing and then say, oh, and this tells me that this person did X and they are good, they are bad. But I feel like on average, it's a a useful indicator. It's all about like these indicators showing good correlations and stuff. On the other hand, Dota Buff is wrong sometimes. And yeah. when Dota Buff's wrong, it's really low stakes. It's just sort of like, oh, no, you're wrong. Like, you play mid lane, and it's like, you know, like, Death Prophet roamed. And you're like, I fucking did not. <laughs> it was um, a tough game, okay. But, like, and but when, like, De when Dota Buff is wrong, you kind of look at it and you kind of, like, chuckle. Uh, when you're calibrating and it adjusts your <laughs> MMR, that's a problem. Yeah. This That's idiot why thought he could roam as Death Prophet. <laughs> Clearly, I need to lower their MMR. Secretly, so. you know, carry the game with your roaming Death Prophet. New meta. Hmm. I mean, you just show up in their lane, and then you just spirit siphon them, and they're, they're done. Yeah, they're do? slowed. You have a silence. What more do you want from a roamer? She's spooky. You know, pretty scary. Yeah. Spooky and scary. It's, it's, it's ghost time. Mm -hmm. It's the ghost meta. What's the meta, man? I don't feel like we have a, a good name for the current meta. The laning meta, I guess. I mean, I feel like the meta hasn't, like, it's it's one of those, we're so close to TI that we're not going to know the meta till TI starts. Because, like, any meta yeah. right now is kind of a fake meta. I mean, we were also, like, just vacillating so far with these two-week patches. Yeah. So. True. True. Yeah. I mean, 7.17 .7 has come out. And it was like after their six months said thing, they said, okay, we're done. At least I'm pretty sure it was. And they just absolutely uh -huh. gutted Gyro. So with yeah. the removal of his like plus three, plus four flak cannon talent, which was like core <laughs> to the entire identity of carry Gyro, as far as I know. I mean, you know, listen, sometimes, sometimes you just got to fuck a bitch up. It's not, yeah. it's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, I think they gave Oracle a buff in that one, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, 7.17. I removed it from the notes because it was old. They they buffed Oracle's Q, so you can't disjoin it anymore. And, God, just get fucked every Animage I've ever played against as Oracle. Mm -hmm. They it's also nice nerfed buff. Night Stalker again. Yeah, just, he's already dead. 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, Four I feel hours. like I don't have, uh, speaking of not having your finger on the meta, <laughs> I don't feel like I know the situation well enough to, to comment too much on changes. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to, I need to see more. Um, I don't know, they buffed Enchantress, I appreciated that, but like, yeah, I just need to, we need, we, I need to start watching more qualifiers. I watched some, I watched, uh, Navi get destroyed, uh, by some, complete randos and i watched wakamama conquer reddit which is you know team reddit yeah uh i think waga stack is actually on that but yeah navi officially no no ti dream this year not not really surprised tear in my eye uh but yeah Yeah. i kind of want to watch some of these qualifiers and stuff too like i wanted you know it's the ti season it's time for me to get back into watching dota i feel like i've watched so little dota this year you know the super major just kind of ended a a week or two ago i really liked what little i saw of it like pgl god they're they're just i mean we are comparing them to esl mostly and esl is just mm, uh, really shot themselves in the foot chained themselves down to the floor set adrift on the waves for a lot of the things they've been doing uh but like everything about the super major that i saw was nice like i saw black i haven't seen i feel like i haven't seen black since last ti yeah no it has been a while no it was nice and liquid commentary by the way i think he was on the analyst desk yeah oh yeah 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 like i didn't even see much of that but the little i saw i was like oh i remember i feel excited and it made me realize how much i kind of hated this dpc year yeah and like a little bit of it is just like my personal life like i just graduated last week i think yeah a few days ago actually jeez feels like forever. <laughs> <laughs> literally on thursday i don't know why. i just graduated but like the last year it's been like my hardest year of school and stuff even considering that i don't feel like that was the main reason i haven't watched almost any pro dota i feel like it was more that i didn't know what was going to be worth my time to watch? That's a weird yeah. way to phrase it. I don't know. What was no, like, no. It's it's it yeah. like maybe that's it's right. so much. It's so much noise that nothing stands out. Yeah. I mean, like there were so many tournaments all the time, and it's like okay, like you don't know. I mean, you don't know what teams are going to what tournaments because it's hard to keep track of all that. You don't mm-hmm. know what tournaments it's going to be like. There's the whole ESL thing where it's like, I mean, I used to reliably watch ESL tournaments because it was like, okay, these are, you know, like mm-hmm. usually like high quality tournaments that teams show up for. And it's like, oh, you're doing this whole Facebook shit and like you don't fucking care about user experience at all. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's been a, you bad don't see season. clips. That's like, that was yeah. the main thing. Like, I think Facebook has a clipping feature maybe now, but nobody uses it. Like, you yeah. don't see any clips on Reddit. And so, like, if I don't see cool, cool clip plays, cool meme clips, that's like half the experience for me. Like, you know, granted, for me, of like a major, like a big mm-hmm. event. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I feel like it's this this new season. You know, we'll we'll talk about there's there's some DPC changes that are being announced. Um, and I'm I'm hopeful that they'll that I'll end up watching more Dota because of them because. Because I wish I'd watched more, but I also, like, at every step of the way, I can't blame myself for not, you know? Yeah. it. Yeah. I have even less, you know, talking about fingers on the pulses. I have my finger firmly, like, the other side of the earth from the pulse from who's good in the pro scene right now. Besides, like, looking at the DPC points. Mm-hmm. I have just, like, no handle on anybody's play style. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I'm with and you. It, it's and sad. Then... It's like, man, it's just like, I don't know, too much of a good thing. I'm just too busy. Who knows? Pretty much. Yeah. You want to t- here? Let's talk about the the new DPC system because I'm okay. hopeful. I like a lot of these changes. Uh, still in a mall. Basically, there's going to be five. What is this? Five majors. Yeah, five majors, and they're doing it. I think the way they do in CS:GO. Five majors the whole year. Uh, they're doing the way they do in CSGO where they pair a minor with a major. 
And so, like, the winner of the minor gets the last spot in a major. Uh, so just even just the number is better. Like, I'm already like, yes, finally back. It, it'll feel like more of a like a premium experience. It'll feel like more of a big deal. It's, like, chunked out in a way that I'll probably, like, I can plan ahead in the future. Not, like, planning, like, oh, you know, got to sit down at this time, but like be cognizant of for more than one day before it starts and then is over. And that's a big deal. Um, the way that the minors are going to like feed into the major, but they also have, you know, they're going to give their own prize. So theoretically this will do what this year's DPC system was supposed to do for lower tier teams and actually get them exposure and like a chance for a really good underdog story if you go through the and you know you win the entire minor and then you go through with your qualified spot into the major and you win the major that's a great you know storyline that could could happen uh what do we got here we got more regulation actually on like qualifiers what you have to have on uh they got rid of invites invites are, are dead i feel like that's I don't know. I feel like that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also by stepping down the number of majors and minors, I think that means that there will be, like, okay, so now, like, like the summit is probably not going to be a major or a minor. Yeah. P- partially because it's based so heavily on invites. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, now there's more room for tournaments outside of the major and minor system, which is healthy for the community. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, that's how non- uh, I don't know, like the non-competitive focused tournaments should be like, I feel like that's fine. If you know, you have these show matches, right? You invite teams because not just because they're good, right? That's the whole point of invites to like get a guaranteed viewership for your event. have these popular teams. I feel like to have a competitive like system, like the DPC system have invites, you know, We've bitched about it. Literally every pro has bitched about it. It just, it never quite works out in a way that seems right for a system that's ostensibly supposed to just impartially judge skill. So I feel like that's great. They finally stepped up and did that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, you know, I argued with you a bunch about sort of how the system should be run, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of it was because I felt like we didn't have the answers and it's sort of like, you know, in, in the absence of, of answers, it's easy to say, well, the system is flawed, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're like, okay, this system is flawed, and here is the replacement, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, no, actually, I guess that was a problem, wasn't it? I guess invites are just kind of a broken concept. I didn't even, having... yeah. Like, I didn't consider removing invites. It, like, never even yeah. crossed my mind. They're like, oh, there's just none. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And there's even some like talk about the team ownership thing this is it it seems weirder than it is basically one organization can have one team at ti like right so like lfy uh lgd and lgd.fy which is lfy cannot be at the international together you can field one team and you can't have like ownership in another team if you're playing in a different team at TI. So basically, oh, the, the oh, player... it's the, I, I misread a thing. It's, a, it's so the last sentence is this includes cases in which players have financial ties to other teams. I misread that. I originally just I originally read it as this includes cases in which there are financial ties to other teams, and I was like, are they fucking going after Ace? That was my initial thought. Oh, uh, it actually, it's, it's going to have like no effect on Ace. I would, yeah. I would have hopes that it would, but they're just going to like figure out a way to not loophole. I, yeah, I guess just loophole it basically. Like you're going to have to have a different organization and the financial ties are going to have to be different probably, but it'll, I highly doubt it'll destroy Ace in any way. I didn't. I didn't think it would destroy Ace, but also, like, like, just the way I read it, I thought it was like a sort of a declaration of war on them. And it's like, no, it isn't at all. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, <laughs> association of Chinese, that like Ace cartel. Yeah. No, it's. I don't know. People seem to be. Oh yeah, like you know they should have had this in the past. Like this is a thing. I think CS:GO does it. Another thing. 
it mm. it just makes sense to avoid the possibility of any sketchy situations. You don't want to have any three twenty two throwing moments happen, and so it's a good like thing to have. But it will like there's going to have to be some shuffling around from players and teams because like the uh, fly right fly is on EG now. However, mm. he's a founding member of OG, so he almost certainly has shares in OG, right? I would think. So if EG goes to TI and OG also went to TI, OG's not going to TI, <laughs> um, he would have to like sell those shares or, you know, give them up somehow. So mm-hmm. uh, some players will have to deal with that, but it it just makes sense. What if Puppy leaves Secret but continues to own Secret and then that comes up? What if, what if that's, okay, Nick, I figured it out. No, here we go. This is why Navi didn't qualify. Dendi took a dive because he didn't want to, he didn't want to reveal the fact that secretly he, he has, has ownership he owns, in secret. He's 50% of the ownership of secret. Wow. There was a great chip post about how the original secret is going to get reunited or Navi or whatever with puppy Dendi, Funnick and the gang. Uh-huh. Maybe that's you know secretly has some truth to it. Like all shit posts, all great shit posts come from a kernel of truth. When when puppy left for secret, he was like, "Dendi, you have to come with me." And Dendi was like, "Puppy, I can't do that. Someone has to stay here and undermine the only team that could stop you." <laughs> and and puppy like teared up and he was like, "Dendi, Dendi, Dendi you no, don't have to make the sacrifice." <laughs> Coming to theaters this summer. <laughs> This summer, yeah, a secret story. Uh, oh my god! Need a colon in there somewhere. Yep, Na- uh, navigation. A secret story. <laughs> latest true sight. Calling it now. Uh, the one big other big change I think, unless I'm missing something, is that uh, DPC points are now given to teams. So mm-hmm. this year, it didn't really come up most of the time. Actually, I think at all. Yeah, literally it didn't come up at all as far as I'm aware. Uh, but points were given to players. So, like, players could take their points to other teams, technically. But the roster locks were such that that never really came into play. And that, like, domination mm. of the top three to four spots, right? Nobody yeah. from v- VP was going to leave. <laughs> like, well, I no mean, they did. they did lose Lil. Well, yeah, but, like, that didn't hurt their points. It it did just not enough to matter yeah well it didn't though uh that because i don't want to get into i mean only the top brief... three players on your team's points counted remember but th- there was a there was a brief period that we, we talked about on this podcast there was a brief period where because of that because lil joining navi navi oh. was in <laughs> the top eight yes that is true navi was there but it didn't affect vp at all yeah, that's true. Yeah, like none of the uh, the, I guess they could have like poached a, a person or two, but yeah, like if you're winning that many points, there was very little reason for them to stop most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have as many points as they had now. But yeah, this year teams are gonna have the points, which I don't know how I quite feel about. I'm sure there's like I, a, a I like bigger it. reason for this. Honestly. I like it. I think. I mean, like it's part of it's part of them. Also saying there's no more uh, roster locks. Yeah. You just lose um, 20% of your points if, like, you change players, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think it sort of is trying to create a level of stability without feeling like you're tying yourself to a weight. Yeah. And the, so. the stipulation here, it says each player removed from a roster will reduce the team's current point total by 20%. So I guess, like, right. technically, if they don't go to another team, you don't lose the points. <laughs> yeah, if you just if they just become a sub, I think that'd yeah. be probably okay. Which is interesting. Yep. Give players jobs. Give players jobs. <laughs> we need jobs. All right. Well, I think that's about it for the DPC. Yeah. The I'm excited for the changes. Excited for the upcoming year. What other what other nonsenses? I mean, I guess that was um, that was last week. But you know, in in the yeah. time since pod between podcasts, what other professional Dota events have have shaken the scene? 
qualifiers have begun. TEI qualifiers are upon us, uh, as we said. And there's been some stuff happening, like EG had to go through open qualifiers, and now they're in the regionals. They made it. I was I was excited that the possibility of a almost completely non-EGTI, but it looks like their roster has at least gotten their shit together, for the most part, to get through open qualifiers. So, yeah. Uh, and then Fear, who not on EG, recent father, but not on EG, um, he made a stack with Tomato, a person named Greedy, Moose, and Swindles. <laughs> and they went to South America. Oh, just to, like, just to kick it? Yeah, they're That's no, pretty just, cool. just chilling. Yeah. He went to a boot camp, apparently, in SA, and then they tried to qualify through SA. <laughs> Trying to take oh. advantage of, you know, the seemingly weaker scene, is what I'm sure they were thinking. But uh, huh. they were shut down. They did not make it through open qualifiers. That seems right and good. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. It's a little scummy. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tomato's from there. I guess that's yeah, fair like, for Like, it him, makes sense. But... It makes a lot of sense for everybody involved. Yeah. But it is just, a little just, weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't tend to like it when people throw together random teams just for qualifiers. And I definitely don't like it when people, like, temporarily move to a co- different continent so that they can try their qualifiers. That just seems shitty. So That's more that you know it was because SA is kind of the weakest region right now, on average. I mean, I'm not, I'm not debating the logic of it. I'm debating yeah. that it's a shitty thing I think thing that's the shadiest part about it, but uh, it's yeah. not too big of a deal for me. Yeah, well, you know, they lost, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we should talk about Steam 2. It's fixing everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Steam UI, there's a beta. Well, not the Steam UI. It's only the Steam chat right now. It got a beta UI update. And so it's basically Discord now. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. It just, like, you know, it's, it's good. You didn't realize, at least I didn't realize, didn't think about all the time how shit Steam is. Just how old everything about it is. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it doesn't have a modern UI. And, like, I I kind of like that in a way. Like, there's value to having something be unchanging. And it's just like, when I go to play a video game, nine times out of ten, I open Steam, right? And it's just like a functionality of my computer. Almost sure. more than it is software. So, like, there's value to that and, like, having a, a almost brand by that. However, the chat was just shit. Like, you couldn't send people links for in a lot of places. Like, link shorteners didn't work and just some links would get blocked for safety reasons but like we kind of figured that shit out guys <laughs> yeah you couldn't send pictures anything so now they've implemented like discord basically it uses a better audio codec i don't know <laughs> and i mean you know hey uh spoilers we're recording this on discord not steam 2 i guess i did actually oh you know you're not on steam 2 i made a bottle crow what's it called uh, group chat, so, they call it. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. You know, if you're on the new Steam UI, I don't... Can you search for this? Probably not. I don't know. I'll add you. I don't know why you'd use it. But, yeah, I just made it to test it out. I, I you know, like, I guess it's good that they're doing this. It's better than them not doing it. But it's, it's like, it's such a classic case of too little, too late. See, like, you Discord's... say that. I don't know. Yeah. Is it too late? Is it ever yeah. really too late? What it's should they Google do? Should they Plus, just, like, my not dude. <laughs> I feel it. It's not though. Add like, me to your, add me to your circles. <laughs> like, hey man, Google Google Plus is a very serious social media site. I I feel like adding functionality. It's not like it's trying to reinvent. I'm, I'm not Discord. saying it's a. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do. I'm just saying like the moment has like sure do it rather than don't. But like, I the moment see. Has I don't passed. feel like the moment it, it being not a standalone thing is why I think I'm I'm just like generally thinking of this differently than you. I think I feel like Google. Steam as a platform, right? Like it should just have this shit integrated. It should have voice chat. It should have better, like modern, at least 2010 text chat. It's had voice chat for a long time. 
you're right actually i completely forgot about that yeah but it yeah was like and shit. i think you're gonna forget about this before i think i think if you give this another two months you're gonna forget about all this shit i too. think you just haven't used it like the new chat is just way better that's true i haven't that's the main oh. like thing that's better they say they're gonna update the rest of the ui we'll see but like they put it out for beta and then they're eventually gonna push it to everybody the chat is so bad the young chat the old oh, my it's... god the old chat <laughs> young chat no the young, <laughs> young chat changing my steam name to young chat right now twitch.v slash young chats it's just it's it's great i would uh recommend everybody join the beta it's good sure i'll give it a shot um it's, i don't know like mobile app is still crap but yeah no i mean that's the other thing is it's like i i partially i don't want to ever see valve try and improve a thing <laughs> because they're not gonna follow through they're gonna build half of a house that's i feel like this has do. the highest likelihood of being followed through on and maintained their their main money-making printer steam i mean it's but, not like, like is, a directly is this the part money that makes the money that's true right even the like, store is so old it's so bad it's amazing but hey it's almost like they do it. just enough to get people's attention, and then they drop. Like, I, fucking, if you go to Valve HQ, I want to imagine that it's just full of, like, you go to the cafeteria, and there's a bunch of meals that are half-eaten, <laughs> and you, like, like nobody flushes the toilet, because nobody can <laughs> ever finish fucking doing anything. This, ah, oh, that's a good meme. I feel that's That's really good. Yeah, no, I yeah, I get what you mean. It's not it's, every bathroom it's, only has two stalls because they can't count to three. It's <laughs> fucking yep. Uh, uh, I should try to get an interview there. I'll be at my current. I'm starting my current job in July, so like in two or three years, I'll like look around for a new job at, at Valve, and I'll just try to get a you know a, a tour there. I would try and apply, but I think they probably have a problem with non-binary people because they can't count to more than two genders. <laughs> was that too mean <laughs> you you just keep ripping go for it i'm just i'm just feeling spicy tonight and every Hot night when spice. it comes to valve because i'm yeah. fucking so done with valve do you see recently the thing where they're going to so they announced that they're not going to police games on steam anymore they're like yeah. no like if you're if you're trolling okay, put your like you're on obviously trolling um well but they're also like we're not gonna wasn't illegal Right, but they're also not going to remove games that are like hate speech, because it's like, well, fucking whatever, right? If you want to release your Nazi game where you hunt black people, that's fair game, because that's just, listen, we're not going to tell you what's wrong and what's right. And then they were like, but we are going to crack down on games where the achievements are too easy. It's like, what? <laughs> are you kidding? Because there oh, are games out there. A, that has to deal with the way their marketplace is set up for some Of course it does. Reason. Of course it does, Who because it's Steam money. Cards? Please write in nick at battlecrow.com if you use like the Steam trading cards. I've f forgotten about those things for literal years. Like just intervals of a year at least where I forgot that those were a thing. But, but that's like, exactly a huge the thing. Market, apparently. That's exactly the thing because they were talking about like how they're like, no, listen, we can't like you can't regulate the marketplace and we just need to make everything free. And the real answer is just that they're only going to interfere when money is being lost for them that is the only situation <laughs> where they will literally do anything uh, oh i'm so company. pissed at them <laughs> uh yeah anyway oh well, that's you know maybe that's part of the, the it's probably not however this is part of the new eu gdpr like privacy laws you can now like because valve have to report certain data or at least it's part of the things they're doing as an effort to comply with GDPR, apparently. You can go to a website now on like on Steam, and you can see your match history. And it has a bunch of data like on all your matches, including if you were reported or commended and what for. So you can now see like what you were reported for, when you were reported, how many reports you have, and stuff like that. So it's hmm. it's not very useful, but it is very interesting that this is now another thing that's exposed. It is interesting out. that now, apparently, when you're commended, you're just commended for everything. Yeah. Like, 
if anybody remembers the old what was like friendly forgiving leadership and like a fourth thing you could be commended for uh teaching teaching that's right and all these things i knew they were still in the game because whenever you did the console command to find your behavior score it would like show you the number of each but yeah apparently the way they implemented the just single command button is you just increment all of those by one you see they can't remove it because then the game executable thing would crash or some shit oh nick linguini good i just made an incredible discovery oh no so i looked at it and i was like i because i hadn't clicked the link before Mm -hmm. and i was like that's weird i do have like like i have one report on this whole thing and it's like i don't you know like okay whatever like that's fine you know like random people are going to report you now and then i guess that's just a thing that's going to happen um but it's like it's literally just the one on like this whole thing. That's very surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I loaded more history and it kept just being like, no, just the one report. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, I wonder what that match was. And I looked it up and it was the match with the Ricky who lost his shit when I asked him to literally do anything <laughs> and spent the rest of the game like one. freaking out. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, we asked him to like harass instead of sit in the tree when they were weak. Yeah, yeah he I was. Yeah, he was. Game. He was the offlane support, and he literally spent the entire laning stage just standing there watching. It was like, Man. can you can you literally do anything when they keep going on me over and over? Yep. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. All this data, all the data. Yeah, it's the I hit. I've hit load more history three times now. It is the only report I've had. <laughs> Wow. Can you flame more, please? Put some fire I, in your tongue. I kind of can't. No, actually. No. Okay. I kind of can't do it. Probably more could... MMR coming your way. Eh. Listen. <laughs> let's, <laughs> well... not, let's, make, let's not make promises we can't keep here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, I don't know, Nick. Do you want to kick it to Jackie's Chow? Yeah. You know, we we had some good Dota talk. We did. On a podcast. We did. So let's let's stop with that and and talk about some cooking. Okay. So you took you took charge this week on Jackie's Chow. I did. You took charge last fortnight, whatever it was. Last episode. Let's just last say last episode. Yeah, whenever Keep it, it safe. was. I think you did though, right? I'm mm-hmm. not yeah. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. And also, before I get in to to the main topic, I have a side topic. I was uh playing. What was it? We were playing some video games last night, and a uh, friend of the show. Uh, Ian Baroldi of the Dire Times podcast was in there. And for some reason, oh, yeah. Uh, and a friend of the show from We Like Dota. Wow, they're so interconnected. Uh, Josh Dreams Roberts was also in there. We were playing Overwatch, I think. Uh, I think Josh and Brian of We Like Dota, old We Like Dota hosts, were doing a charity stream for, um, I forget what the organization was, for like, you know, the recent. It, great immigration things we have happening in the U.S. They were doing a good charity stream. And then afterwards, Josh was really hungry, and he was clamoring for a bite. So he's, it was like, I don't know, midnight, 1 a.m., and he was going to go to Taco Bell. Ooh. And I said, oh, Taco Bell. And me and Ian were talking about how, well, me and uh, me and another friend were talking about how we hadn't been there in forever. In my case, you know, like a decade over. You've previously given me your Taco Bell order for what you think I should you know, you gave me a recommendation, right, for what my mm-hmm. first meal back at Taco Bell should be. Maybe, you know, this week I have nothing to do. I'll go try to complete this. Yours was a chicken quesadilla, a chalupa supreme with cheese, cheesy fiesta potatoes, and a Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Well, from Ian, I have, he thinks, well, his direct quote was, if you brought that back home to me, I would throw it out the window. He huh. gave me this order. Uh, two bean burritos without onions. Or no, just wait, a, wait. A bean burrito without onions and two uh-huh. crunchy taco supremes. I, 
just eat out of the dumpster, my dude. What? <laughs> oh, shit. Like, Is I'm the... not like, what? Okay, what? what's bad? Explain to me. Okay, first off, the crunchy tacos fucking suck. Really? Like, it's fine when, like, there are some of, like, the cravings deals where it's, like, you get a crunchy taco. It's, like, okay, fine, I'll eat I'll, I'll eat this. You know, it's just, like, a fucking, you know, like, old El Paso, you know, like, stale-ass, like, <laughs> yellow corn, uh, like, hard taco that fucking tastes like shit. Uh, it tastes like sawdust and sadness. It's fine. <laughs> um, with a little bit of, like, you know, ground beef and cheese and lettuce. Like, okay, I guess. And then, you know, Supreme, so I guess it would have, like, the tomatoes and sour mm-hmm. cream. Like, oh boy, that really elevates that dish, let me <laughs> fucking tell you. And then he gets a bead burrito with no onions. So he's getting, like, very low-quality refried beans, a mm. tortilla, and a hot sauce. Like, Is that my all dude? That's on that? There might be some shredded cheese. I don't think so, though. Um, wow. He's a nightmare person. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, Damn. like, what the fuck? We finally <laughs> sparked the Dota podcast I, I just said I couldn't flame, but it turns out... <laughs> when I <laughs> you come after your tell Taco me Bell, garbage Taco Bell. Like, fire. Listen, it's, it, like, it's fine if that's what he wants to enjoy, but if he's like, no, don't have a chicken quesadilla, have fucking, like, depression in a bag. It's like, <laughs> Is that not friend. Taco Bell? Is that not what my, my aesthetic I should have going in? Oh, he also said his, like, alternative would be two chicken supreme chalupas. So that's that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Damn, throwdown. I, I don't love the the their chicken. I feel like it's a little too tomatoey cuz it's like shredded chicken with like tomato and onion. Um, so you can get it with like ground beef or something instead. I mean, yeah, you could get it with ground beef instead. Chalupas by default have that. Um, okay. But also, I maybe I just haven't had enough of the shredded chicken. Maybe like maybe I just got a bad batch because I've only had it like twice, and I was just like, nope, I'm not trying this anymore. Um, yeah. Hmm. Huh. Well, Bean hopefully with no onions. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. He just hates onions, apparently. So I I automatically think something's wrong with him. Right. I mean, sometimes people don't like onions. That's fair. Sometimes That's fair. we don't like those people. I'm just kidding. Mostly. Sometimes we don't like flavor, and then you end up with orders like that. Uh, what's what are we talking about for Jackie's Chow? Besides my burning well, yeah. hatred. So hopefully I'll have follow up on that next week. I'll, I'll do my best. I keep saying it. Uh, so this week it's time to get your head in the game. We're talking about gaminess, as in like gaminess of meat. It's okay. A thing I've had to experience because I've. I've been getting like a bunch of bones and like feet and stuff from the market to make broths with because I'm on my, you know, my noodle kick still. And so I like making these like homemade broths and stuff from all the amazing broths you can make from just like boiling bones for a while. And you can control the temperature. You can get pork bones, you know, beef bones, beef bones, cow bones, or, you know, chicken bones, or just have leftover stuff. And then you boil that for stock. And mm-hmm. the so especially pork stock, like a tonkotsu stock, is like a traditional. No, it's like a very common ramen stock. It's thick, it's creamy and milky, and it comes from boiling the shit out of pork bones for like twelve hours at least, ten to twelve hours, and you get so much of the fat immersed in the, the actual water because you keep it at the highest rolling rolling boil you can keep it at. And it's delicious. So I've made that once or twice. And the thing I've had to start to, to, well, the thing I've wanted to start dealing with is the bad gaminess you can get from that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. also, like, just like generally, I wanted to, you know, talk about gaminess in meat. Because, especially with pork and like a pork stock, you kind of want that. Like, chicken breasts are the most vanilla, like, meat you can have, almost. That is not at all gamey. If it tastes gamey, it's, like, gone bad, right, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, but, hold up a sec. Mm-hmm. I feel like, so I know what you mean when you say gaminess, but I feel like there are going mm-hmm. to be people for whom they don't really have a lot of frameable reference for that. Wow, I whacked, I whacked my mic real good <laughs> there. Um, there are going to be people who don't have a lot of frame of so reference angry. for that term. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes... 
it's like the taste of something that's about to go bad is the mm-hmm. best way I can describe it. It's not like that's not when it happens all the time. Like that's a different taste. I don't imagine like imagine pork. Imagine taking a bite of like a pork chop and then just like amplify that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, how to it's it's it, it's unpleasantly assertive. I feel like. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. I feel like it's its own flavor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Roughness. Like if you've ever like, like rodents have it, like if you eat squirrel or like deer can have gaminess. Any wild game can have gaminess. Surprise. Mm. It's just like a wildness almost. And I encountered this when I was trying to make my pork stock because like, I think I had some meat left on some of the bones and stuff too. What is often done is that you parboil. That's probably not the right word. You just like boil the bones initially in water, completely submerged in water for like a minute to five minutes. You dump out all that water and you rinse off the bones at least once. Like you do that at least once. And that removes a lot of like gunk. You could also just Mm -hmm. like scum it off the top. Gaminess is the, the scum you get when you like boil a stock. Or, like, if you've, mm. you're braising something in enough liquid that you start to, like, see scum if you cook it hot enough, which you shouldn't be if it's braising. I don't know. When you, like, cook meat in a liquid, generally you'll get, like, scum at the top, especially if you start heating it up pretty hot and it boils. It'll be really obvious you have this nasty foam. That's, like, that's the bad gaminess of just, like, junk in or on the meat or bones. And... The first two times I've done this broth, I didn't do that step because I'm like, ah, it was both a laziness thing and I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe it'll take some of the flavor away. It's not the flavor you want. And so like the the broth I made was a little too porky, basically. Like it tasted gamely porky. This is a lot mm-hmm. of weird ad- adjectives I'm making. But like it made me start thinking like, hmm. So, like, you want some gaminess or, like, it can it can step up your food if you have and, like, you control this gaminess. I don't know. It's just, like, it made me start to think about, you know, what makes meat meat? It's, like, you know, it's got the fibrous mouth texture feel. You know, you bite into a piece of steak. It's got a toughness to it sometimes. Or it's filet mignon and it melts in your mouth and it doesn't have much flavor. <laughs> Like, the reason I like New York strips most of the time over filet mignons is the flavor. That's not quite gaminess, but it kind of is in the same vein. It's like a a rougher flavor, like a more assertive flavor in a New York strip or a different, like, tougher cut of of beef than a filet mignon. And it's just, I don't know, something I was thinking about over the week. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't messed with gaminess, gaminess too much in my cooking. I guess I've been... I've always been pretty careful to avoid it because it's, yeah, like you generally want to. I know, and but... it it can be a good thing. It's just sort of scary mm-hmm. to work with. Yeah, it's. I've only like really had a huge mistake when I didn't rinse my bones the first two times I did the stock. So from now on, I'm like, okay, yeah, just just fucking do the extra step. It, you know, I'm waiting ten to twelve hours if I'm making that style broth, anyways. So. But, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. already, it's already going to take so much work. It's a yeah. little bit extra, isn't that big? But just deal? beware. Beware of your gaminess. A very abstract Jackie's Child this week. Indeed. And beware of the gaminess of, of Dota 2, because that game's going to get you, get you, get... Welcome to the Plug Zone, where we talk about all the people who helped us out with this podcast, like Jeffrey Bryce, whose Rhythms of Rift Shadow Ruins we play as our intro and outro here on the show. Uh, you can find that work in the Steam Workshop if you want to help it get in-game in Dota 2. We also have Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Sfimi, who created our podcast art, so a big thank you to her. And if you want to see more of her work, you can go to patreon.com slash uh, If you want to get in touch with either of us, you can find us at BottleCrow on Twitter. Uh, we, we check that account with some regularity, and we may respond if you send something. And... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm at six Detmar on Twitter, S I X D E T T M A R. If you want to just hit me up personally, hit him up. Hit up that kind of rush. That's if anyone if anyone got that reference, I'm sorry. That was stupidly obscure and not funny. <laughs> it's time to end the podcast. <laughs>
All right. Uh, Peace out. See you next week for episode 100. some party cue by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that any player lanes the way you do for a team now you ward are say in the discord that the spirit baker's charging out i'm sure you're worried for your core but you intercept without a doubt I don't believe that anybody rotates the way you do for our team now. And all the other team sentries are finding. And all the Romans gang attempts you're minding. There are many wards that I would like to buy for you, but I don't know how. Cause maybe You're gonna be the one that graves me And after all You're my pocket dazzle gonna be the day but I joined a party without you by now I should have somehow realized I should just queue with you I don't believe this oracle supports the way you did for a team now and all of our observer woods will find him and all the darkness on the map Blinding. There are many chat wheel sounds I'd like to spam to you But you're not here now Because maybe, maybe You could have been the one that graved me And after all my pocket dies off. I said maybe, I said maybe, you could have been the one that graved me, that graved me. And after all, you're my pocket I said maybe, I said maybe, you could have been the one that graved me, that graved me, you could have been the one that graved me, that graved me, you could have been the one that graved me, that graved me. Hey, everybody, it's Nick, manager of Sing 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 and a co-host of this year's podcast, of course. Uh, I just want to let everyone know one more time, remind you that this Sunday, June 24th, We Like Dota, our brother podcast, is uh, having their first live show in Philadelphia at a bar called The Tattooed Mom, starting at 1 p.m. I'm going to be there to support We Like Dota hosts Jim and Sam and just hang out, hopefully have a few beers with everybody. Uh, that venue, The Tattoo Mom, it's a it's a pretty cool place. It's, you know, like some hipsterish bar place, basically. 
but it is 21 and over. So around 11 a.m. that day, we're going to have a meetup at a Starbucks in the center city area, probably. So make sure to stay tuned to the We Like Dota Twitter for more details about that while we figure them out. And if you're going to be there, tweet at Bottle Crow and, you know, we'll make sure we meet up. So one more time, Sunday, June 24th at 1 p.m. at the bar called The Tattooed Mom. I hope to see you there. You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means, th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you reverse the frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.